For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love First Corinthians chapter seven is where we'll be today. First Corinthians chapter seven, we'll start in verse number one as we're going to skip a stone through chapter seven and hit certain verses. We're going through the book of Corinthians. Amen. So chapter seven, verse number one, the Bible says, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. So Paul was actually answering them about something they had asked Paul, because he says, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me. So he is answering a question for them about marriage. And I want you to notice the first thing that he wrote. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. It's a bad thing when a man goes around uh, putting his hands all over uh, all kinds of women and, and maybe snuggling up or getting a little too close or whatever the case may be. Paul says it's good for a man not to touch a woman unless it's his own wife. He says, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. Notice he says own, your own wife and your own husband, yours and, and yours alone. Amen. He says to avoid fornication because you're supposed to be faithful to one another. And that's in every way, not just physically. Obviously, that's the obvious. We all want to have a faithful relationship, right? We all want to know that, hey, my spouse is true to me. But it's a lot more than just physical. There's emotional. And there's all kind of different ties. And so we're supposed to be faithful to our, our spouse in every way, physically, emotionally, and every other way. Amen? According to the Bible. And so let us... Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Listen to this next verse, number three. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. Benevolence is kindness and goodwill. Let the man give his wife kindness and goodwill, always wanting the best for her, going out of his way to make the best for her, to give her the best life possible that he 
can. And that is right before God. The Bible says if a man will not provide for his family, he is worse than an infidel. And I have zero respect for a man that will not provide for his family. That is his duty. That is his job. God has put him in that place as the leader, and that's his job, to lead, to protect, to provide. That's his duty as the husband, as the father. And that's part of that, wanting goodwill toward your wife, leading in the right way. And I understand some wife's work, my wife's works, but it's because she chooses to. It's good for a woman to stay home with the kids. It's good for the children. Amen. But some wives, if she wants to work and well, amen. Hey, let her, let her do it. Um, but it's good for her to stay home with the kids when they're little. And so kindness and goodwill, but also it says, and likewise, who the wife unto the husband. So not only the husband is supposed to want kindness and goodwill, the best for his wife, but the husband is all the wife is also that for her husband, according to the Bible. And so I'd like to share something with the ladies that there's something obviously what a woman wants, she wants to be loved. I mean, God has put that in a woman. She wants to be loved. She wants to feel loved and she wants to know that she's loved. And she wants to know that her spouse is going to love her despite no matter what happens. She wants to feel safe. Amen. And that's our job as men to, to provide that for our wives. And that is right in of the Lord. It certainly is. But it's also right for a wife to look out for her husband to have goodwill and kindness toward her husband to benevolence but i want to tell you ladies as much as you want love as much as you want to feel love that's not what the primary thing your husband wants from you the primary thing that your husband wants from you is for you to respect him that's how he receives your love by the respect that you give him so if you want your husband to feel loved you want to you want him to know how much you truly love him if you will just show him how much you really and truly respect him that's when he'll feel loved and that's the way that he feels loved why because god has designed a man me and every other man in that way and that is right and that is biblical amen to show your husband respect and the husband should show the wife love and so I, I want to uh, put a little commercial in here for a book that's so much helped me and my wife that has helped us greatly by Dr. Emerson Egridge and it's the love and respect book I tell you I learned things about my own self that I didn't even know that I wanted and my wife the same with her and we learned things about our marriage that we didn't even know that hey we need to be doing this or we need to get this out of our life and he goes in and he talks about sometimes a man will say something and he means one thing but his wife receives it as another and sometimes the wife will say something and she means one thing, but when the husband hears it, he hears something totally different. And then arguments happens and fights happens and this happens and it gets bad. And, and he talks about that, that a, a woman hears things through, she sees everything through pink glasses and a man will see everything through blue glasses. And so you have two people looking through different lenses of, of life trying to come together and live and love each 
other and you've got to learn learn each other and i tell you that book will genuinely help you and your wife in a biblical and godly way come together as one in christ amen as one as you balance each other out amen like me and my wife we balance each other out you know i'm the one that's full throttle and she's the one that that holds me back why because i need to be held back sometimes or i'll just take off like uh like uh, the person holding the tether on a balloon. And so praise God for a good wife. And if you have a, a good husband, praise God for him and show him the respect he deserves to give him or her the benevolence the Bible says that we are supposed to give. And likewise also the wife unto the husband. And next verse says, The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power over his own body. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with, with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together, that Satan tempt not you not for the incontinency. The Bible says that a man or woman should not hold back themselves. In other words, don't use your physical self as a weapon to hold that back from your spouse unless it's for a time of prayer and fasting. And I want to hear, I want to say that that is just about a lost art in the Christian world with a lot of people. If you remember, Jesus himself said there are some things that will not go out that you cannot do without prayer and fasting, giving up the physical so that you can get strong in the spiritual. Amen? Giving up something that your flesh wants, that your belly wants, so that you, you're showing God, God, I want to get close to you. God, I want to grow in you. God, I want you to use me. God, I want my marriage to be right. Whatever the case is, if you want to get there, you've got to give up something that your physical body wants. And we have so many things here in America, so many drive throughs and there's so many snacks, and there's so many. Listen, if you'll give that up, and you can do it, you can say, well, I, I can't do it. I can't go more than that. Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You just have to want to. Let me tell you, your willpower is way stronger than you think. When you think about something, when you really want something, boy, you'll go after it and you'll go get it no matter what it is. If you have to drive 100 miles and spend $1,000 to get it, if you truly want it, you'll make it happen. And I'm here to tell you, if you truly want to get close to God, if you truly want to get strong spiritually, you will give up the physical. You will fast and give up food so that you may draw nigh unto God, that the power of God may rest upon your life and your home and your marriage and your children. Amen. And that needs to be done more, more in the Christian life, more in the homes, and more in the church. Prayer and fasting that God's power may rest upon us. Amen. Wouldn't you give up a hamburger for that? To know the hand of God, the power of God is going to work through you and on you. Amen. Look now with me at verse number 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to jump down to verse number 18. Paul says, Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the commandments 
of God. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he is called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant. Ye are bought with the price. Be not ye the servants of men. Paul says, Is any circumcised, any called that is circumcised, let him not be uncircumcised. You know, in other words, this is what he's saying in short in the first couple of verses, especially verse 19 where he says, Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. Paul's saying it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or Gentile, what color you are, what region of the world you're from, what language you speak, who your family is, if you're from the upper class or the lower class or the wrong side of the tracks or the right side of the tracks, none of that matters. But what really matters is keeping the commandments of God. That's what really matters because, see, we, we're humans, and our human mind, well, if you'll be honest with yourself, there's been a time where you thought, well, those people from over there, they're on the wrong side of the tracks, or those people from the upper crust, or, or those, those people, they're, they're from another part of the world, or they speak another language, or they're this, or they're that. But the Bible says none of that matters. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, who your family is. If you're from the lowest part of the earth or the highest part of the earth, it doesn't matter. What truly matters is do you keep the commandments of God? Because that's what matters. And God's judgment is the only judgment that matters. God is the one that you will give an answer to in the end. So the keeping of God's commandments is everything, is everything. Like the two verses say, when they ask Jesus, what, what is the greatest commandments of them all? And the first one is love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second one is likened unto it, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law, the, all the law hangs off of those two. Oh my, how we can complicate the Christian life sometimes. But the truth is, just love God and love people. And it's that simple, according to the Bible. Put God first, keeping God's commandments. Amen. And that's what Paul is saying here. It doesn't matter where you are called from or who you're part of or, or where you're from or how much money you have or how much education you have. Or none of that matters. But what it matters is, but the keeping of the commandments of God. That is what matters. And in the end, and in the final judgment, that's all that's going to matter. Amen. Were you obedient to what God has given you? And oh, how God has given us so much more than the early church. We have the Bible in its entirety. We can read it cover to cover. There'll be no excuse. Amen. God has given you everything you need to live a successful Christian life. He's given you the instruction book, the Bible. And it says, let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Ought there call being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. It doesn't matter if you're a slave or a free person, the Bible says. God can use you in the state that you are in. In the place 
that you are in and the people that you are around and the family that you are in. You can make a difference there. And oh my, after we've been saved for a while, we can truly distance ourselves from those people that truly do need our help, guidance, and love. Amen. I'm going to say that again and listen to me. If you've been saved for a while, it's very easy to distance yourself from those people that need your love, care, attention, and guidance, and message of salvation. Amen. You make sure, you make sure that you're reaching out to those that need it. And not just your Christian friends and your Christian circle and your Christian church and your Christian school and your Christian home. No, you've got to reach outside of that circle to reach the world. Amen. Didn't they say Jesus sat with sinners? He ate with sinners? Now, it doesn't mean they were influencing him, but he was there to give them a message. And let me just tell you, that's what you need to be doing also. Follow the example of Jesus and help those people that need the most help. Don't do what you can to distance yourself from them. No, do what you can to help them, guide them, love them, lead them down the right path. And that right path is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, a side note here is I'm all for buying somebody some food if they're hungry. I'm all for buying them a coat if they're cold. I'm all for helping them in the physical means. But I'm just here to tell you, you could you could give them a coat and they'll be warm and you could feed them their belly be full and you could fix them and heal them and they'll be healed. But listen to me, they're still going to die and they're still going to stand before a thrice holy God and they're going to be judged. And they'll be either cast into hell, into outer darkness, or they'll be called into heaven because they've been born again. And so if you do give them that physical need, you make sure you make sure that you give them the spiritual also, that ye must be born again, the Bible says. So as we're reaching out to those, amen, to help those for the for the cause of Christ, and we should, and we should, amen, reach out to those. Many times I bought somebody a meal that was hungry. Now, i just be honest with you, I have a hard time giving them money. I won't give them money, but listen to me. If you're hungry, I'll take you in the restaurant, buy you something neat, or a whole chicken out of Winn-Dixie or Walmart, wherever we're at. We'll make sure that you get fed, but I'm also going to give you the gospel to go with it. Amen? Do the same, and God will be pleased with that. So jump down with me to verse number 29 now. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 29, as I stated in the beginning, we're going to skip through this chapter with a stone and hit certain verses. And verse 29 says, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. Now what he says in verse 29 will puzzle you the first time you read it. He says, But this I say, brethren, time is short. It remaineth they both that have a wives be as though they had none. What do you mean act as though I had I'd had not a wife? What are you what are you talking about? He's not saying don't take care of your wife. He's not saying don't love your wife. He's not saying any of that. But he's saying the time is short. The Bible says that your life, my life, life is but a vapor, like a breath on a cold day. And you can see your breath for a second and then it just disappears and it's gone. And all of life 
is that way. It passes by so fast. Amen. And that's what Paul is talking about. The time is short. You don't have time to play around. You have got to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Use your time wisely that God has given you to spread the message of salvation. Amen. To sharpen your brother and sister in Christ, to have good fellowship. Those are the things that are going to last throughout all eternity and have eternal rewards. The rewards of this world are cheap and short-lived. They are cheap and short-lived. And there might be a little pleasure in it, but it'll be gone in just a second. But the things that you do for the Lord Jesus Christ will last for all eternity. And I'm here to tell you, when you're saved and the Spirit of God moves within you and you're doing what God called you to do and what God wants you to do, it fills your cup full of joy. The Holy Spirit is pleased that is within you and it fills you full of joy. Amen. Why? Because you are doing what God has called you to do. And so Paul's saying, that's what I'm doing. The time is short. Spread the message. In other words, don't be wasting your time. Don't be goofing off doing things that don't really matter. Hey, work for the Lord. And that's what he's talking about. They that weep as though they wept not, they that rejoice, they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not. None of these things really matter. But what matters is what you do for the Lord. You say, wait a minute, doesn't God care about my happiness? I'm here to tell you, no, he doesn't care about your happiness. Not here on this earth. He cares about your holiness. God didn't come and die on that cross to save you, to give you a pocket full of money, to give you a happy life with no, no bumps and no problems and smooth road and a nice house and a big car and a good job and, and uh, everything that you wanted. He didn't come for that. This is what he came for, to save your soul from the fires of hell. And that you may have a personal relationship with him. That you may spend eternity with him in heaven. Amen. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. It's just the opposite of what you might think. The Bible says once you're saved, once you're saved, you will have trouble. Yea, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There will be suffering. There will be problems. But in the end, it, none of that will matter you won't even remember it in heaven. The Bible says every tear will be wiped away. And God's definitely going to care about your happiness. But right now, in this present body, yeah, sure, God wants you to be joyful in Him. But don't let your circumstances be part of your happiness. Because circumstances change each and every day. You can have a good day one day and a really bad day the next. But listen, when you're right in the Lord, you'll have joy every day, every day, every day, no matter what is happening around you. Amen. And listen to what he says in that part of verse 31. And they that use this world as not abusing it for the fashion of this world passeth away. It passes away like trends. Trends come and go. Popularity comes and goes. Popularity passes. Trends passes coolness passes those things don't matter they are short-lived and full of emptiness but when you're filled with the lord when you're doing the work of the lord man that gives you true fulfillment amen and he even says that the fashion of this world passeth away it passes away. It means nothing. You look at Hollywood. Every time you turn around, they're changing this, changing that, changing spouses. It's always something changing. Why? Because it's not fulfilling. So they got to go on to the next thing. 
And that's what the devil is a master at, hanging a lure out there saying, if you'll just go get this, you'll be fulfilled. When you get that, you're not fulfilled. So he hangs another one out there and you just keep chasing and keep chasing and keep chasing. Amen. It's never fulfilling. It's just emptiness. But when you're full of joy in the Lord, it is real fulfillment. You listen to me. You make sure that you know that you know that you know that you have repented of your sins and you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross that Jesus died and he rose again the third day. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352 247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.